Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Friday, November 17th. We begin with Calgary Police Chief Mark Newfeld. We asked the chief what he believes is behind the uptick in gun violence in the city of Calgary and the strategy the CPS has in place to address the issue. Next, we catch up with Mayor Jody Gondak and get her thoughts on the disturbing increase in violent crime in the city. The mayor also brings us an update on her conversations with the federal government on the Housing Accelerator Fund, which has earmarked $228 million for the city of Calgary. And finally, the Stampeders will not be in this weekend's Grey Cup in Hamilton, but Calgary is being well represented in the festival activities ahead of the big game. We catch up with Diane Wenzel, chair of the Calgary Grey Cup Committee, for details on the many activities the committee takes part in every year in every host city for the big game. Two Calgary teens appeared in court Wednesday after Monday's shooting in Northeast Calgary that killed one person and injured two others. Joining us to discuss the rise in violence in Calgary and how to address it is Calgary Police Chief Mark Newfeld, and he joins us now. Good morning to you, Chief. Good morning, Andrew. Well, we can get into the violence early this week and the age of those involved on Monday's shooting, but I want to start with just in general, five shootings within several days staggering for the city. What do you believe is behind the spike in gun violence right now in the city of Calgary? Well, you know what, Andrew, what we're seeing in especially very public uh, places and over a short period of time is shocking for Calgarians uh, and for us too. In terms of the overall numbers of shootings, we haven't seen a spike in terms of um, the whole numbers, but uh, what we're seeing is certainly, as I say, concerning, and it's got us and Calgarians super concerned, uh, to the point that people have said, hey, like, do we have a gang war going on in the city? And I would just want to reassure your listeners, no, we don't have a gang war going on in the city at this time, but I, that's not to uh, minimize the significance of what is happening with the recent spate of shootings, which... You know, like I say, what we've seen is dangerous, it's public, and absolutely harmful to our communities in every sense of the word. Okay, so so if we can, uh, from your words and from your definition, the difference between a targeted shooting and a gang uh, shooting. Yeah, I think that's important. Thanks for uh, the question there. I actually think when people talk about uh, gang violence in the city, uh, oftentimes people go back to 2008 and 2009, which uh, for those who were here will remember was a very uh, scary time in our city. We had two identifiable gangs, if you will, the FOBs and the FKs, who had engaged in a war. So two very identifiable groups declaring an all-out war, and we saw violence escalate rapidly, uh, all the way to the point where there was an innocent person, Kenny Sua, killed uh, in the kind of the crossfire on New Year's Day of 2009. I can tell you that the organized crime picture here in our city has has changed a lot in the last decade, and it's much different. And by that, I mean that there are identified organized criminal networks, but not as set or established and not as identifiable as they have been in the past. So looser affiliations, we see relationships that are a bit fleeting. People can change sides. People can start to... um, to uh, work with other groups for the purpose of profiting through criminal activity, and then they can they can move around after that. So, but I actually think what's really important to Calgarians is not so much you know the the differences between now and uh, ten years ago, but it's that fundamental question of am I safe in my neighborhood? Mm-hmm. And it, I think the answer to that continues to be yes. But of course, the recent public shootings, though targeted, uh, definitely put members of the public at risk uh, if they're in the area at the time. So we all need to be concerned about that. Speaking with Calgary Police Chief Mark Newfeld and Chief, we had the opportunity yesterday on the program to speak with Doug King, Professor of Justice Studies at Mount Royal University, and he points toward, uh, you know, when we use the term gang, uh, a lot of the uh, origins of these gangs are from the West Coast. Do you believe that holds true? 
Well, there continues to be uh, networks across the country. And so what's really important is that uh, the police service is on this from the standpoint of being connected with other uh, police and partner agencies across Alberta and across the country. So lots of times we can see from an organized crime perspective, if something happens uh, out in the lower mainland or in Toronto or whatever, Edmonton, we will actually see some of that spill over back and forth. And so it's really important that we be connected with our partners so that we understand the picture there and what impacts it may have here. And again, going back to our interview with Professor King from Mount Royal University, uh, he goes beyond Calgary's borders, beyond the provincial borders, and in his opinion, it's the federal government that needs to be more diligent when it comes to illegal drugs and guns coming into Canada. Uh, Do you believe that is the key? Well, I think that that's an important piece of it because I I think we mentioned uh, Superintendent Daly was speaking to this issue earlier this week and talked about the fact that in Calgary we're monitoring over 300 uh, individuals who are connected to organized crime groups here in the city. We have a very sophisticated response to uh, this type of situation and so we know who is most likely to be involved in a shooting, whether as somebody who would pull a trigger or somebody who might be the victim of a shooting in the city. Uh, we've, we've arrested a number of those people. I think it was 75 over the last year, and some of them multiple times. And I think that sort of points to the bail system as well. And we're seeing some very dangerous people continue to be let out onto our streets, and that's part of what's making them less safe. So that is certainly a federal responsibility. When you uh, talked about the gangs of yesteryear, so to speak, in the city of Calgary, and we only reached back maybe 15, 20 years even, uh, compared to then, it used to be very territorial. And uh, one thing we have now, uh, which is, uh, I guess, advantageous to both the good guys and the bad guys, the Internet. How has the Internet uh, changed gang activity? Yeah, it's a great point. A lot of things have actually gone online now. Uh, in terms of uh, territory, it doesn't need to be physical space like it was in the past uh, because drugs and other contraband can be delivered and are available on the dark web, on the Internet. So we're certainly seeing that. Um, I think the other thing that we see as well is um, conflicts between groups can actually be spawned and be uh escalated on the internet as well so people will be posting and they will be disrespectful to one another and those types of things can actually culminate uh, in uh, violence when groups come together Uh, you're speaking with us this morning chief and i did see you on uh, global television yesterday morning how important is communication with the public in your opinion uh, as far as what you do and uh, the many men and women who work for the cps to get the word out about these activities and uh, to explain you know just how safe our city is Yeah, I think it's hugely important, uh, Andrew. I think one thing for Calgarians to know is that the police service is all over this. This is is among our highest priorities, and I think safety in the city generally with transit and other public spaces, so including gun and gang violence, is among our top priorities. So, But but this is not something that we can do alone, and I think we've seen that in past um, iterations of violence in the city as well. Uh, When it comes to organized crime-related violence, we typically do not get cooperation from the individuals involved. So these are folks that are steeped in a subculture where, you know, the people who are involved carry guns or are dangerous, and they will seek retribution. So it's really for the community. The people involved are in a very tough position. So I think there's opportunities today that didn't exist in the past when you think of um, dash cameras and cell phones and videos that we have on our homes and on our businesses and that type of thing. There's all kinds of opportunity to help uh, police make connections and connect the dots and investigations that didn't exist for people before. So I think uh, this is a community issue, and it's one where I actually think, too, we all have to be um, united in the fact that we do not accept this as the norm. We've had 88 shootings in Calgary uh, to date, 
And like I say, that is that is down from last year, which was a particularly bad year. But that is actually fairly average for the city over the past five years. Um, so what I would say is all of us have to decide that we do not uh, support and we do not accept this happening in our city. And we're going to work together to stamp it out. And I think when we work together, it's, it's uh, amazing what we can do. Thank you so much. A timely uh, update for us, uh, Chief. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Andrew. Have a great day. To you, you too. Listeners. That is Mark Newfeld. Chief of Police here in the city of Calgary. $228 million from the federal government's Housing Accelerator Fund has been earmarked for Calgary. Joining us to talk about the impact these funds will have on our city is Calgary Mayor Jyoti Gondek. Good morning, Madam Mayor. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, and good morning to you. Let's talk about $228 million, nothing to sneeze at, very helpful. How does the impact look from that kind of a money for us? Uh, it looks incredible. We prepared an application in June of this year and submitted it to access funds uh, through the Housing Accelerator Fund. And uh, the federal government was very pleased with what we put forward. So this money is going to be leveraged to ensure that we can do a variety of things, including uh, create more opportunities for nonprofit housing providers, uh, also to provide incentives to Calgarians who are wishing to add a secondary suite to their home. And we can contribute to the work we're doing downtown in terms of converting vacant office space into homes. I think people will probably remember that we've already uh, embarked on this project and we've seen a lot of affordable housing coming up in our downtown. So we'll continue on with the good work we're doing and just be able to help more and more Calgarians live with dignity. Mayor, are there any sticking points to accessing the two uh, the two, uh, two hundred twenty eight million from the Housing Accelerator Fund? Any anything you see? Any roadblocks? I would say they're not roadblocks, but they are precautions. So the way the funds are dispersed, we get twenty five percent of the value up front this year, and then uh, we will be evaluated to see if we've achieved our milestones, and then we will get another 25%, and that's a good check and balance to make sure that the federal government is seeing results that we promised through the program. So it does come to us in separate tranches. Mayor, I saw uh, a tweet from MRU political scientist Dwayne Bratt saying that the Premier made it very clear that Ottawa was not to work with Alberta cities without the permission of the province. So have you spoken to the Premier about this agreement? Does this cause any, uh, any strife there? I haven't spoken to the Premier this week. Um, I do know that in past conversations with both Premier as well as Ministers, uh, they are very encouraged to see that we are getting attention from the federal government. They are thankful that we receive this funding so that we can house the citizens that we commonly serve, um, you know, and, and put them into situations of uh, living with dignity, with supportive housing. That's really the mandate and the bottom line here. How do we make sure that every Calgarian has a place to call home. And I think the politics of this will be put aside. It's been a tragic trend in the city as of late, Calgary, with this spike in violence and, and a lot of these incidents involving guns. Are you in council working with the police on a strategy to address this rise in violence on, on our streets? Yeah, we've been tracking this very carefully. We've been incredibly concerned about uh, what all of us are seeing. We're also looking at what's happening across the country as well and just to the north in Edmonton. So uh, Council was fortunate to be able to add an item to our agenda just this past Tuesday where we sat down with Calgary Police Commission. Uh, they had invited um, the chief and a couple of other members of the service to attend as well. And we had a pretty open and frank conversation about what was happening. 
And I can reassure Calgarians that both the police service and the commissioner are taking this very seriously. And they are trying to understand the trend and what's happening through the intelligence that they gather and through the investigative work that they do. We spoke with the police chief uh, earlier this morning, and he said that this is not a, a gang war, but it certainly is a little bit scary, I would think, for most Calgarians. Do you hear from people about this kind of stuff and, and you know, what what's the city doing about it? I do hear from people and, you know, everyone wants to know that we are taking action. And again, I can tell you that the Calgary Police Service and uh, the Citizen Oversight Body, the Commission, are taking this very seriously. They're deploying resources as needed to understand what's happening and to curb it. Madam Mayor, it's uh, beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Well, it did the past couple of days with that snow. Uh, but you want to not only get people in the holiday spirit, uh, but give back. The 35th annual Mayor's Food Drive coming up. Tell us about the importance and impact of the uh, Stuff a Bus campaign. Well, Stuff a Bus is a great way to get everyone, um, you know, into this, into this giving spirit and to understand that uh, we are actually doing a food drive. It'll start tomorrow. And uh, we are just trying to make sure that every Calgarian and every family has food on the table, not just for Christmas, but it seems to be that at Christmas time we are a little bit more giving and we're reminded of the, the responsibility we have to take care of each other. Last year, the campaign raised over $300,000 in food and funds. Um, this year, we're also doing the Counselor's Challenge again. Um, we went to the Calgary Food Bank last year and every ward did a challenge against each other to pack hampers and we raised awareness of the cause and we had a good time doing it and we raised quite a bit of money and a lot of food donations as well. It's been a tough handful of years but it seems this last year really has been pretty hard for a lot of citizens so you know if you had sort of a word of advice or helpful tips that you could help us with in terms of donating whether it's dollars or time or food whatever I mean you know how do you how do you try to help spread that word? I would say that for anybody who has the means, and that's an important thing to say, I don't want people who are already struggling to feel like they are obligated, but if you have the means to either lend a hand at the food bank to pack some hampers or whatever jobs they may have for you, or if you've got some spare food that you can donate that's non-perishable, or a cash donation goes a long way. They are able to purchase the type of food that people need. Um, If you can step up and offer your time or your donations, it would certainly be appreciated by families that are really struggling this year. All right. The most important uh, question as we get ready for the weekend. (laughs) Let me ask Um, you if you can guess what the topic is now. This is coming from Andy. (laughs) Oh, Oh, goodness. It's coming from Andy. It's got to be something. It's 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 a wild card Food related, yeah, but no, no. But it's it's with a purpose. Uh, it <laughs> is our, our Calgary Stampeders uh, did not make it to the big game. We had the opportunity to speak with one of the chairs of the Calgary Grey Cup committee of last hour. Fantastic! They're doing some great work in Hamilton, representing our city. Mm-hmm. A little bit of stampede on the road. Um, so the question is twofold for you, Madam Mayor. Stamps aren't in it. Are you going to watch the Grey Cup? And what snacks do you have to have for that big sporting event like the Grey Cup when you're with family and friends watching it at home? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I am going to watch the Grey Cup as I am preparing for budget week. Um, I'm going to have to cheer for the Bombers now. They're the, they're the team to cheer for. Mm-hmm. Um, and the snacks will include uh, ripple chips yes. and onion dip, right? And it's got to be the Lipton soup type. That Classic. You, yeah, it's, yep. it's got to be that with sour cream. Um, and then whatever else Todd is making, I will gladly eat. But I've got to have that onion dip. Okay, fair enough. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. And you're so you're going with the West then Classic. for a win. I am, absolutely. Okay. 
Excellent. We'll be over to your house because we do love that classic dip. So what <laughs> time? Good. What time's the party start? We don't want any parts of part of the budget stuff, but we'll just eat the snacks. You can sit in the background and <laughs> yeah. we'll take care of the snacks. Thank you so much, Madam Mayor. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Have a great weekend, everyone. You too. This is Calgary Mayor Jyoti Gondek. It is mornings with Sue and Andy right here. QR Calgary. It's talk on FM 107 FM 770 AM and it's qrcalgary.com mm -hmm. where you want to go. It's your one-stop shop. And when you hit your destination, you can stream us from qrcalgary.com. Yes. And you can tell your friends and family oh, too. You can also enter the odd contest mm -hmm. on qrcalgary.com. Yes, you can. Like right now? Like, uh, well, you know what? We save some half-decent contests. Okay. For example, if it's valued at $10,000, <laughs> and that's why it's called the 10K Holiday Hall. Our partners at Cabela's and Bass Pro coming together. And it's a kind of a two-piecer. It is. One piece is worth $2,000, and that's the gear, $2,000 worth of gear. The other piece is $8,000 in gift cards, which I have to get some bigger pants to fit all these gift cards in. Oh, I thought because you were gaining weight. Well, there's that. But that's, you know what you need? Those pockets like my dad shorts. Your you've dad, got, yes. You've, you've got, got those cargo dad shorts. How, how many gift cards? Or is it one gift card and has $8,000 on it? I can't If you I could get imagine. eight $1,000 gift cards, that'd just be fun. Oh, you be might be dangerous. able to ask for your own denominations. But yeah. we are, you know, just putting off the fact that we need to give them a word. Because yes. people are listening. They're on the edge of their seat right now for the Cabela's 10K Holiday Hall word of the day for today being Friday. Now, we, you listen because we only give this word once. And then, as Andy said, you go into qrcalgary.com yep. and you input it under the contest page. Only once so are we easy. going to tell you the word for Friday. Friday, as we call Fry -yay. it. Friday. Well, let's see here. Uh, I want to just do, do a bit of a review because they've been outdoorsy words. Right. These words are in the past. You can't use them. But we've no. had frozen, ice trail because you might go hiking on the trail right and where would a, you go hiking into the woods the like word tiger is woods with an s on the end woods sorry what's the word is my mic on woods woods i'd only say it once no today's word is woods my friends, get online right now, put it in there. You could ultimately score the best Christmas gift ever for you, your friends, your family, whatever. Cabela's 10K Holiday Hall, qrcalgary.com. Today's word is? Woods. Woods. And on the topic of Great Cup, <laughs> if you're hosting some family or friends or it's just you uh, this weekend watching the Great Cup, what's your snack going to be? Love mm. to hear from you at 403-974-8255. And now, this is exciting for us at 719 our team may not be taking the field this Sunday for the 110th edition of the Grey Cup, but our city's been well represented in Hamilton ahead of the big game. Thanks to the efforts of the Calgary Grey Cup Committee. And joining us live this morning from Hamilton is Diane Wenzel, chair of the Calgary Grey Cup Committee. Good morning to you, Diane. Good morning. How are you today? Good. Thank you. Well, you sound bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I guess it's almost 20 after 9 there. Um, so let's... Oh, yeah. We are ready to go. We are just getting ready to set up our, our pancake breakfast. Wow. Oh, Going to talk about all the activities. But to begin, for those uninitiated, what is the mission of the Calgary Great Cup Committee? And, and tell us a little bit about the history. Absolutely. So our mission is really to uh, support and represent uh, the Calgary, the city of Calgary, uh, the Calgary Stampede. We're all about uh, promoting our great Western spirit and bringing sort of a little bit of what we do in Calgary during Stampede to across the country. Whatever city we're at, wherever we're, we're traveling to for Grey Cup, we, we come out, we bring our band, we bring our mascot, we teach people how we dance. Uh, we obviously make pancakes and sausages, and we we do the very traditional horse into a hotel visit. So, 
it's been a it's been a great few days so far, and we're excited about uh, continuing for the next few. Love it. A little bit bittersweet, Diane, for sure, because the stamps are not in it. But it doesn't mean that we can't keep telling people how great our city is and continuing the party there where you are. So other than, you know, the activities you mentioned, what's it like when you take the horse into the hotel? Is that do you pre-plan that or do you just like, hello, we're here? (laughs) It was a little bit of pre-planning. I think back in 1948, they might have just done it a little more spontaneously. But uh, it does take a little bit of planning. Uh, We did it last night. Uh, We went into the town place suites. Uh, by Marriott, and we also took took Tuffy, our horse, into Shoeless Joe's, a bar, and then we also did a, a visit down to the Legion. We started a breakfast this year, a new breakfast, and, with the Royal Canadian Legion, so we brought Tuffy there in the afternoon. So Tuffy's made his rounds. Who, who is on the Great Cup Committee, Diane? How are your members recruited? Uh, right. Um, it's sort of a mix. We have actually members from all across the country. So you don't have to be from Calgary to be on our committee. We've rep- got representation in D.C., in Saskatchewan, in Toronto. We all culminate uh, at Grey Cup. We have about 70 members. Uh, we have 50, no, sorry, 40 here this weekend. Uh, so excited to have everybody join us, um, you know, when they can. We uh, we have lots of people that uh Seem to join us when we're at Grey Cup. So I think the best place for us to find members is when we're here because they're already coming to Grey Cup. Diane, is it all volunteer for all of you folks that are part of the, the Calgary Grey Cup committee? Absolutely. All volunteers. They, you know, they're a very spirited group of people. We mm-hmm. all pay our own way. We come here. It's for the love of the football, uh, football just in general and mm-hmm. love of the CFL, love what uh, we do to represent Calgary. So um, it's, it's, it's like a family, honestly. Just wondering, and I know you're there to, to spread the goodwill to, uh, you know, for the love of football, to bring some Calgary to any city across the nation. Yeah. But do you folks have any fun at night? Do you guys get into any trouble? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We like, to have, we like to have a little fun. If you can imagine, it's sort of like a mini stampede uh, in my mind. So we, uh, we work hard during the day, and then we, we get out. We still spread the good word and the uh, community spirit uh, in the evening, but we like to get out and have a little two-step in fun and, yes. and do some cheers together and that sort of thing so you get into this spirit definitely and hamilton's been great they're a great uh great cup city and so far it's been fantastic thanks for repping calgary diane we appreciate you and the team being there uh we'll direct people if they want to join the committee calgarygraycupcommittee.com all the details are there have so much fun and uh go team go because it's not the stamps that's right thank (laughs) you so much it's been great chatting thanks diane diane wenzel is the chair of the calgary gray cup committee and to answer my question, I threw it out there and I said, you know what? Uh, you're going to be watching the game because our Calgary Stampeders didn't quite make wah, the mark. Wah, wah. And we got Bob who says, good morning. I'm a true CFL fan. I'll watch no matter what teams are in the game. And for food, pizza, chicken wings, and beer. Hmm. And then Bob goes on to say, this is Bob Brown, by the way. He signed it. Cheers from Trenton, Ontario. Oh. Are you listening in Trenton, Ontario, Bob? Hey, Bob. Is this a case that you're, you're traveling or are you transplanted and love to listen on the other side of the country? Love to hear that. Love that. Uh, Dave sent in a text and said, go blue. Well, uh, no. He obviously knows who's going to win or believes he knows who's going to win. So, you know, whether you're cheering for the Stampeders who are not in it or, you know, the other two teams. Who is it? It's Blo- uh, Blue, Bombers Blue Bombers and Alouettes. That's what I was going to say. So I don't really, I, I, I got to admit, if it's not my team, I don't pay super attention to it. I might kind of tune in back yeah, and yeah. forth to the game, but I'm not going to be glued to my set as if the Calgary Stampeders were in it. Green Day, the halftime show, going to be a big That's deal. That's cool. Um, and, uh, you know, I always say uh, they, I like the chicken wings. I like the pizza. And obviously beer gets a, a buy into the game. Uh, but 
Uh, if you have a favorite dip, let us know. Because you know what? Any any Great Cup viewing party, oh, a good dip. You need dip. Some chips. And nachos. You can just do six dips. Let us know your favorite recipe, 403-974-8255. We're going to realize when we get the prize. We've been waking up the Great Cup team. Waking up the Great Cup team.